This is the Mortgage Solutions Podcast. Catch up with the latest news on our website at mortgagesolutions.co.uk. Hello, I'm Victoria Hartley, Group Editor of Mortgage Solutions. Welcome to our podcast today in association with Skipton Building Society. Well, my goodness, what a surreal year for many. Brokers and lenders have in many cases never worked so hard getting cases through under incredible time pressures ahead of the stamp duty holiday deadlines, all against the backdrop of the strangeness of the pandemic. It's certainly been a tough climate to work through. But let me bring in our two guests now. Uh, First up is Derek Adams, National Account Lead at Skipton. How are you doing, Derek? Doing very well, thank you, Victoria. Good, glad you could join us today. And Stephanie Charman, Head of Strategic Relationships, Lender at Sesame Bank Hall Group. How are you, Stephanie? Hi, Vicky. I'm really well, thank you. You? Yep, fantastic. Thank you. Really, really good. First of all, good weekends, both of you. Stephanie, how was yours? Very nice, thank you. Starting to think about Christmas. Am I allowed to use that word just yet? But yeah, starting to have a bit of a Christmas plan ahead. Love it. Absolutely love it. Always, always happy to talk about Christmas. And Derek, how was yours? Yeah, I'm organising a trip to the US for Thanksgiving. So uh, exciting, but just trying to work out how many pieces of paper I require before boarding the plane. I think I think I'm at, currently at seven. My goodness. Okay, looks like time for some sort of cardboard file and lots of stickers, <laughs> I would imagine. Well, good luck with that, Derek. My goodness. Um, well, Stephanie, can I come to you first of all, um, as we get into the body of questions? We've got a lot to cover this morning. Um, what does the new industry normal look like from your perspective? Um, it, it's been a, like I say, it's, already, it's been a tough year, but, you know, things, are they starting to settle down now? What, what's, what's your take? I think, it's, I think the word you used actually um, just a moment ago, Victoria, was actually really quite quite key. It was surreal. It has been um, a very different eleven months, hasn't it? If we if we look back to to what twenty twenty one has had in store, and you know we've been you know we've, we're coming through this pandemic, and actually as a, as a mortgage industry, we've never been busier. And yes, that slowed down slightly from a purchase transaction point of view. I'm sure Derek will have seen some of that as well. But actually, our advisors are, are no quieter. The customer need and the customer um, drive, whether that's for you know whether that's to, to look to purchase property or to to look at remortgaging, um, has never been greater. But I think the one thing that does come through actually, and back to this sort of new normal, is actually some of those customers' needs are actually more complex than perhaps they were pre-pandemic. So I think advice and the, the need for advice and the need to sort of seek out that help and, and conversation has perhaps never been greater. Obviously, that's something that at Sesame you will have. You'll be able to, um, to to flex the mortgage desk. You'll have people primed and ready to help with those sorts of inquiries. Uh, is that something that you've been working on? You've, you've seen the volumes coming through? Without a doubt. So and, and a change in that. We monitor it on a monthly basis, actually, to see what, you know, there is a peaks and Trust and is there actually a change and it'll be no surprise that some of the key areas that have been our calls recently have been self-employed criteria that one new accounts dip in profits you know rising profits what does that look like taking the sort of government support measures furlough as we come to the end of furlough what 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 are um, lenders looking at you know what do they need and actually some surprise not so surprising ones but helping that first-time buyer market so guarantors joint borrower sole proprietor there's been some really sort of key themes come out and that helps us shape our conversation with our lender partners brilliant time to bring Derek in here because obviously the, these new cases as they're coming through um you know skipped and obviously it, it has its expertise in many areas is this one of them and, and how are you approaching um the, these new cases Derek yeah, the good thing, I suppose, for ourselves is as we get back to normal, which is kind of what, what that normal looks like, 
but we did tighten a few things during the pandemic. But the great news is we've we've pretty much back to pre-pandemic um, levels with regards to some of our criteria and proposition uh, rules. And so it's vital for us with our with our key lending partners that we continue to update and be uh, provide clarity, um, and and therefore having sessions with the mortgage desks each of our key lending partners is something we've, we've been doing and will continue to do so yes we've got things that will say yes um, or no but actually meeting with these mortgage desks and trying to fill in the in-betweens as Steph's alluded to um you know there's complex customers and, and hopefully with, with Skipton we do uh, have a bit of common sense but uh, the common sense doesn't always apply to a yes or no on a grid so we sometimes um and we regularly meet with the with the mortgage desks to sort of flesh out um, so that they know uh, that these brokers do have a home for the case that they've got with Skipton. Uh, hopefully our proposition has that um, allowance in it that we can take um, a view on, on, on cases that are more that aren't just black and white. That's absolutely critical right now. It seems as these grittier cases come through, the chance to actually talk them through is completely invaluable. Without a doubt, and actually text really helped us here because actually throughout the Throughout the pandemic, we've moved to to virtual. You know, doing doing this this way. You know, we, we use Teams within our business, and actually, we've been able to keep our relationships between you know the underwriters and support um, staff from a from a Skipton perspective into ourselves by using virtual measures. And actually, we can our help desk can keep more up to date that way because we can see more lenders potentially um, for little snippets of time to keep really bang on trends. So I think this sort of drive to using tech, um, not a replacement for face-to-face, but that drive to using technology has really helped. And I think we're both aware that, you know, the changes from from lenders that the brokers have to try and keep abreast of. Um, whilst it's been a really busy year for, for the industry, lenders have made a lot of adjustments um, to their criteria and their proposition. And, and for brokers to try and keep keep a, a head around um, who's changed, to sort of loan-to-values have changed um, in different parts of criteria. So uh, I think it's been really difficult, and, and that's why we sort of value the relationship we've got with the, the various mortgage desks. And I think it's imperative on us that we continue to to provide that transparency to, to just make the broker's job a whole lot easier. Makes sense, Derek. Thank you very much for that. And it, interesting because, I mean, the, the pandemic has brought many things. I mean, uh, much bigger digitization obviously it seems to have a lot, a lot of lenders have really invested in, and upscaled uh in the last sort of year and a half in a way that was just talked about for many years previously but what would you say has actually cha- has also changed for the better in the mortgage market since the pandemic started is that something i got offered to you first of all derek yeah for me i think it's always been there but i think the pandemic shown that, that the the relationship between a lender and one of our key partners is that the way we've been able to work collaboratively to support brokers with the challenges and it probably brought it to light that almost overnight uh, when the pandemic um, started, we really valued this sort of insight that we were getting from our key partner. They were able to tell us, you know, what, what are the important things that brokers need to know right now? Where, where's the transparency needed? Where's the clarity needed? And so in a practical sense, a lot of the um, feedback we got from our, our key partners shaped our, our FAQs and shaped some of the communications that we had to get out there in a reasonably quick quick time so that the brokers knew what we're able to do to, um, to help them. And, and I think from the technology side, it probably forced us to embrace the technology that was already already there. So, um, you know, we probably had access to Teams, but didn't feel that we needed to use it. And uh, the pandemic almost sort of forced us to use this tech. And I think what 
we, maybe some of it is maybe kicking and screaming, but actually now that we've sort of utilized it and embraced it, we we can see the benefits that it, that it had. So for me, I think, you know, almost taking that spirit during the pandemic of that collaboration, I think it's now what can we do proactively now that we're, now that we're not almost forced to do that. And I think I'm looking forward to working with our, our key partners to see, you know, on a proactive side now, how can we continue to keep that kind of spirit of um, the collaboration to make sure that we continue to to enhance the the proposition for brokers? That would be an exciting change. I think obviously some lenders are better known than others for working in that spirit and taking the feedback on board uh, when they get it. But um, Stephanie, if I could just bring you in now, I mean, where are the gaps in lender service? Talking very broadly uh, across the industry, also particularly about Stipton, but but where where are those gaps, Stephanie? I think it's not so much a gap. I think it's just going to be the new where we find this sort of new normal uh, sort of path as we move forward. So as you know, BDMs who were previously out in the field, out visiting brokers day to day, have been sat at home, um, sort of available instantaneously, I suppose, to help and support advisors. And their roles have adapted slightly. And I think actually what we need to perhaps reestablish, and we need our lenders, you know, and Skipton have already started this, but I think we all need all lenders to do this, is reestablish what does that support structure for advisors look like once those BDMs go back out to doing their sort of what was their previous day-to-day job. So what's the telephone support structure there? Have they got telephone BDMs? Who are they aligned to? Have they got live chat? Is it just FAQs on the website? And perhaps be clear on which avenue is best for which which inquiry, when and where. Um so actually, we complement and build on the, the you know support that we've had throughout the pandemic, as opposed to go backwards. So I think that's probably the area that we we need to to, to work with, and it's continuing to be a conversation that we're having, not just with Skipton, but with some of our other lenders as well. Well, that that makes sense. It's one of the things I heard last week. I was at uh, an event, the mortgage and protection event last week, and one of the lenders was saying brokers perhaps often are using the wrong channels, as you say, Stephanie, for perhaps simple uh, updates on process or, or where cases are, and t- sort of tying up phone phone lines when that that could be much better done on web chat, for example. And I think it's just about. Do, do advisors know? So sometimes they might be tying the, the, the phone, they might be phoning phoning the phone line because they didn't realise the web chat existed or they didn't realise there was a different department or that their case tracking was, you know, more in depth. So I think it's just around, you know, being, having some hints and tips, I suppose, on if it's this type of inquiry, try this avenue, you know, try this pathway first, might get you the answer that you're looking for. So I don't think they're doing anything intentionally. Um, I think perhaps it's just an awareness piece and, you know, they've had the BDM on tap, Um for the last sort of 12, 18 months. So actually, what do we need to do to change that moving forward? Yeah, makes makes complete sense. And obviously having so many lenders to cope with at the same time, it's hard to remember who's got what, how, how it works best, I would imagine, from the broker's yeah, point of view. Be a minefield, I can imagine. Derek, any new or unexplored opportunities for brokers right now? Anything which springs to mind? As a business development team, we are back out, mm-hmm. if you like, face-to-face. And our, our BDM, we've done some straw polls and it seems that... So, brokers and distributors actually want want us out there. However, you know, it's a bit of a conundrum in the sense of, as Stephanie's just alluded to, brokers would have had almost BDMs on tap if they've been based at home. And I think, you know, it's something that we need to take a bit of responsibility for to to sort of provide that transparency as to how to to get the support that you need, because it may not always be that, you know, sometimes we know as brokers they need a BDM chat as I would call it because they would need to work through a particular uh, case that has, has some quirks um, and therefore you know it's a challenge that we face as a, a, BD, a business development team 
that once we are sort of back out there, how do we maintain that? that service we're, we're already finding that if obdm goes to a large firm although we're, we're back face to face at a large firm that large firm may not have the advisors that back into the to the numbers that they used to have and i think what we need to sort of understand uh, it's like i suppose understanding our customer uh, you know what what does that um broker need from us is is it just going to be back to normal in the sense of that is their makeup of the team they may be more virtual now than face-to-face. And therefore, you know, there is a bit of responsibility for us as a lender to sort of um, show that the various ways of, of contacting is, you know, our, our contact centre at Skipton certainly gets a lot of great feedback about it. You know, they're not timed to finish a call and they'll, they'll try and stay in the call to make sure that they understand that. Our web chat's available for both new inquiries, but they can also do case updates as well, which a lot of brokers, when I speak to them, aren't aware of that and we've also got social media where you can direct messages on there so someone's pretty adept in some of the sort of social media um apps we, we they can contact us through that as well but um, um i would suggest maybe the awareness of the different ways of interacting with skipton um we need to do more to sort of make brokers aware of that that's really interesting Derek. i mean actually on the social media side i mean this is, speaks to my lack of awareness now as well what are there any security implications in terms of talking about cases on social media what what are the limitations to how social media it, it should be used at the moment yeah in essence you've alluded to the fact if you know if they do feel that um, they've been left a long time on the phone or perhaps um you know there's a wait time for webinars a lot are using social media just to make that initial contacts and um to, that you're, do you, you want to talk about a case, but we have security measures in place that well, we wouldn't go any further without checking a few a few security issues. But certainly the feedback I have had is that some brokers have found um, the social media avenue, if you like, um, a quicker way of reaching us than um, traditional telephone or web chat. Okay, interesting. Well, more, more, to, be, uh, more to be got into there, I'm sure, but because I, I wasn't aware. And just, I suppose, the kind of things that's going on in the background that um, hopefully shows that as an agile and sort of modern building society, we have even things like Market Watch Victoria, where, you know, if we've launched a product or, or a part of our proposition, we can kind of um, track um, social media um, discussions. And so there's been examples where we're able to even go into a discussion group that perhaps isn't clear on, on, on a, a term and condition and sort of rectify that or or, or clarify. Um, so there's quite a bit of decent tech that we can actually enter into conversations to give, uh, if it's a you know a discussion group, um, a bit more clarity. If it's something they're talking about skipping or part of our proposition, or even mortgages in general. So that's some of the sort of more techy stuff that allows us to sort of provide a bit of support um, to brokers using those types of uh, interaction. That's exciting. I'm part of this new proactivity you were talking about yeah, as yeah. well, Derek. Okay, and, and talking of which, I hear anecdotally, you know, that, that some brokers, given the incredible pace of the market um, in the, the, the last year or so, and, and just sort of changing shape of business, really, a lot of brokers, the old the old fashioned BDM face to face meetings, you've already alluded to it, Derek. Brokers just are struggling to find the time for those sorts of things. So how is Skipton reaching out to brokers to not only communicate on these sorts of updates like, like social media avenues, um, but, but to, to communicate in general and, and form new, new and, and maintain old relationships? Yeah, one thing we are, are, are 
team did very well during the pandemic. They they kind of embraced um, the sort of virtual side of things. So we we did very well on the what they call their local webinars, and that sort of then um, broke into our, what we call our skipped and talks, where we do now a national um, webinar and a number of different topics um, discussed. Um, we did get a lot of good traction on, on what the more sort of complex stuff. We we were well known for this the the sort of support we provided on cladding. Um, there was deep dives into IR thirty fives if that was if that was people's um, bags. But I think they did embrace um, the tech side very well. And I think going forward, it's understanding a bit like the whole adage of knowing your customer. And there will be times I think where face to face is valued, and there'll be other times where it, we we need to understand could this um, interaction be done on a on a virtual on a virtual basis and um, steph and i we've had a mixture so far we, we've met face to face and actually we're meeting face to face um this week but we've also um been able to have some virtual meetings as well and i think it's understanding you know what we're trying to um gain from the meeting itself uh, and therefore maybe an understanding where it's where the um benefits of, of tech is that if we don't need to travel to bournemouth in Steph's case, uh, there are there are times where we can we can do those things um, virtually. But I think there is an assumption um, that perhaps um, if you're just maintaining a relationship, that can be done um, virtually. But I think there is a train of thought that, that in embracing those new relationships and developing new relationships, there still needs to be a face-to-face element to that. So I think it's I suppose it's um, maybe just a bit more work required to understand what it is that um, is needed from us is it can it be done face to face or can can that be done um virtually super and i guess for any brokers who want to feed back into skipton um you know as to how it would work best for them i'm sure those those comments would be well received as well i'm guessing there and i think there's a number of ways to do to do that um the reason steph and i meet regularly is that it allows us to share um what we're both seeing from 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 either side whether that's trends or or, or specifics uh, and our attendance at um, broker events, so we 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 sign up to to a lot of, of these things, and and certainly the face to face ones. Although we we present, I think we also take an opportunity. It's about listening at these events. So um, we do get a number of people coming to the stand to give us both good feedback from what you know the experience they've had with Skipton, but also they they take that opportunity to try and talk about you know the sorts of things that they need from a from a lender. We've actually got a our Skipton talks this week. Is on the subject of what does what does a lender need to hear from a broker, and we're looking forward to to hearing you know what what brokers need um, from a lender. But that's why we we sort of value the partnership that we have with our, our key lending partners, just for the insight that they can give us from from what what their members have experienced. If brokers are interested in in playing their part in shaping lender products and practice sort of on a regular basis and want to really really get involved, there are some opportunities out in the market beyond uh, going to events and, and direct feedback. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, with um, I can I can provide a specific. Um, you know, we we spoke to. Um, or Sesame came to us and and um, we're looking for us to um, we don't currently lend in Northern Ireland um, and um, that was sort of an insight they could they could give to us because of the the the, the firms that they have doing business in Northern Ireland who'd like a a, 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 um, a more varied um, choice of lender and, and it's something we we analyze at the time um, didn't feel we could we, we could do that so I suppose I'm, I'm making the point that it's not sort of saying. Um, yes to everything, but they can be um, assured that we would take each um, you know, 
changed her proposition and 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 look at that and see whether it's something we 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 can do. So there's examples where we have changed our proposition, but we it'd be a case of we make sure that we we analyze um, things quite quite deeply and, and make a decision as a lender whether it's something we want to do. And and that'll be something we'll continue to do. Uh, but it's an example there where you know we uh, we do take um, feedback um, from from likes of Sesame to try and shape our proposition. That's great. Thanks very much, Derek. And, and Steph, let's turn to the future. Um, stretching out to next year, um, it's quite hard to see quite what it's going to look like. So what, from your point of view, might some of the challenges and opportunities be? Yeah, so I think I think as we sit here now, it does look like 2022 might be a challenging year. I don't want to be negative at all, but I think there are some challenges there. I think we've got some sort of macroeconomic trends that, you know, are creating some real headwinds, which are going to have some impact. Um if on nothing else but consumer confidence, I think we've got many headlines around. We don't know where the pandemic's going to going to go. It's looking favourable at the moment. We, we you don't you don't know. You see a different headline every day: rising inflation, the impact of the end of furlough, um, energy prices. There's been lots and lots of commentary around bank base rate, which um, took me by surprise last week. The decision, I have to say, um, but probably that an increase is coming, um, and we're probably going to see a little bit of a slowdown in house price growth. So. Those are some of the challenges I, I, I see sort of coming over, over the hill, I suppose. And, you know, back to that consumer confidence piece, that's where advisors can really play their part by making sure they're having a conversation. And I think engagement with customers is, is, is more essential and key now than it ever has been before. And where that really plays into is probably one of the real significant opportunities for this year, which uh, for 2022, which is the refinance opportunity. Um, you know, January is a massive, massive month. Um, and then the whole of 2022, you know, peaks in at about 328 billion. So though we may be quieter slightly where we're still seeing sort of lack of stock um, from a property perspective, perhaps not driving that purchase market the way we have seen throughout 2021. I think there can be a renewed focus into refinancing and having those conversations with consumers on if they aren't looking to move. What are they looking to do? Is it already too late for brokers to to act strategically here, do we think? Specifically for, for Skipton, brokers can access um, our e-mortgage system um, 16 weeks before um, to, to, to look at the options for, for their customer. Um, and I, I'd, I'd imagine, you know, that there are a lot of customers who had already started looking at that. There's certainly a number of customers who who won't have done anything yet, although um, when, when interest rates get talked and although they haven't moved, even the talk of an interest rate rise, I think, does stimulate um, customers to go and look at their own um, particular um, situation. So, um, where we argue it's too late, there will be a number of people who will be currently looking at um, the, the mortgage requirements, and then January, you know, two months out from January might be the ideal time for as people start to look at what what the situation would be. And as I say, although there was no interest rate change um, last week, I think the very talk um, of interest rate rises will, 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 will stimulate a customer to start looking at the situation. Stephanie, if I could ask you, advisors are losing a fairly hair-raising amount of product transfer business to lenders. Um, obviously, really excellent digitization and, and a sort of early early communication attempts by lenders seem to be sealing a deal um, and, and pushing the market in that direction. But as we say, with £40 billion of potential business coming their way, how, how can how do brokers fight to get that back from the lenders who seem to be winning this skirmish at the moment? Um, 
Are they winning? Um, I suppose it's. I suppose it depends on the advice. Maybe the advisor firm and um, the, the the lender, particularly. Particularly, I think in in some definitely around sort of specialist lending, they are sort of intermediary led lenders only. So, um, I think there's definitely a drive. I think for advisors, it is around communicating with customers early um, and making sure that they're aware that, that they're there to have that conversation. I think it's more than just having a conversation around a product transfer. It's not. A product transfer might be the right solution for that customer, but actually it's it's about having a wider conversation. What's been the impact of the pandemic? Um, what's the customer's thoughts and views for the future? And, and are there circumstances, if, if they haven't changed, are they going to change? We've seen an increase in five-year fixed um, products at the moment, definitely with rates being as, as, as competitive as they have been. Five years is a long time, so actually it's, it's a good idea to sit down and have that conversation and at the same time as having a conversation around all of the everything around the mortgage, it's actually there's a protection and GI piece that really needs to feed into that. Again, back to has circumstances changed or could circumstances change? And to support advisors with all of that, we have revamped and relaunched our refinance hub, which provides you know a wealth of information, including you know market insight and where these peak months are. But also details on, as Derek said about sort of the 16 weeks, details of all of our panel lenders and when do they go out to their customers so advisors can make sure that they're keeping their contact regular. Skipton are fantastic and a lot of the lenders are in the fact that they sign, you know, when they do write out to, to, to customers, they sign posts that, you know, going back to an advisor is part, is, you know, part of their options. And I think it's just about the advisors being on, you know, on piece and, and picking up that that as well and making sure the customers know that they're there to have that conversation with. What should brokers be talking to their customers about right now? I mean, last week we had uh, the potential interest rate rise that never was. So obviously rates were held at 0.1. Lots of debate about that. So obviously that that was obviously a talking point. But here we are, new week, new topic. So so what are the topics on, on the agenda now, would you say? Derek, can I come to you on that? I think, you know, what's what struck me is we've been talking about we've talked about you know if customers um mortgages are coming to an end and, and Steph's alluded to the fact of keeping that relationship with with, with their customer and actually um it's almost talking to about the customers almost about i hate to say almost about anything but as we've alluded to i was in uh, one of our branches last week and even though um interest rates didn't rise they were saying that you know that it was a great time to talk to their customers about what if interest rates um interest rates were to rise. I certainly noticed even during the pandemic when even things like when mortgage payment holidays on social media and on their Facebook pages, I thought I thought some brokers were really, really good at reaching out to um, both their clients and potential clients about uh, does this sort of thing concern you? And although you may argue that the, the broker may not have been able to do anything tangible, uh, I think the fact that they were there to, to sort of be a support to their clients when things, you know, when, when they were worried or needed questions um, asked. And I think, you know, Steph's talked about five years as, as a, a long time if, if a customer's got a five-year fix. And therefore, um, brokers who, who are good at this sort of thing will, will be talking to their customers on a regular basis just about their, their, their family situation, you know, have has the circumstances changed? Um, I talked about on, on Skipton sort of product transfer um, on our system, um, brokers may not be aware, but they can do like a standalone further advance, even though they're, they're in the middle of the in the middle of a deal. So, if a customer needs to work from home and their home it really isn't quite adapted to how they would like it to be, 
um, they can do something with the Skipton to maybe make adjustments to their home. If I'm sat in my spare room at the moment, which never never intended to be um, an office, and, and other people might be working off the kitchen table. So again, it's I think it's it's talking to the customers about how. Has the circumstances changed even over the last 12, 18 months? And even though they might be in the middle of a of a mortgage deal, there's other ways that they can help them um, adjust to their, their current situation. Derek, thank you very much for that. And actually, I think that's a great place to round our podcast off for today. And it just remains to me to say a huge thank you to Steph. Thank you very much indeed for some, some superb insight. And, and Derek, uh, it's been really, really interesting. And look forward to the next podcast in our series, which will be coming up soon. Remember, to get the latest episodes of the Mortgage Solutions podcast, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.